Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking.
What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for stopping by the channel again today. I am JD from New York, and this is Off The Script, episode 407 for your Thursday, January 27th, 2022. And man, oh man, do we have a lot to get into today. A ton of Royal Rumble news, rumors, and speculation going into Saturday's big pay-per-view, which I will be covering live on the podcast here on YouTube on Off The Script, so make sure you guys are ready for that. Royal Rumble is one of my favorites shows of the year, a lot of people's favorite show of the year. No matter how bad WWE has creatively booked the build to the Royal Rumble, it always ends up being one of the more exciting shows of the year because of its unpredictability, and it's probably one of the biggest live shows that I do all year. So make sure you guys come and hang out. Make sure your beverages are on ice. It's going to be fun, man. But I got some news and rumors, some fun news and rumors. Depending on who you talk to, I don't necessarily care, but depending on who you talk to, some major returns coming back for the Royal Rumble. Also, I have news on Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes with an exclusive statement after Dynamite last night and that Absolutely tremendous ladder match between himself and Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Cody Rhodes with the biggest tease that he could possibly be doing more than AEW. And I mean that. Everybody's talking about it. Cody Rhodes could potentially end up in the Royal Rumble. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely zero chance of Cody Rhodes ending up in the Royal Rumble. But you never know with Cody Rhodes, man. You never know with Cody Rhodes. You never know what he's doing or what he's thinking. I honestly don't think that this is much of anything, but we are going to discuss not only his contract situation, but what happened last night on Dynamite. So make sure you guys stay around for that. And the big story, Disney Plus is now carrying... The WWE Network, not here in the States. WWE Network is exclusively streaming on Peacock for the next five years. But with the news today, it could definitely be a sign of things to come. So make sure you guys strap yourselves in. Episode 407 is about to get underway. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Make sure you guys go and check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel, all the other live streams that you missed on the channel. Monday Night Raw, we were live. NXT, we were live. AEW, just last night, we were live. I will be live for Friday Night SmackDown and Rampage. I will be live for the Royal Rumble. Episode 406 went up on Tuesday where we talked about WWE pretty much spoiling The Women's Royal Rumble with Ronda Rousey coming back to the WWE just in time for WrestleMania season. So go check all of that stuff out already on the channel, all on the homepage right now if you guys want some extra content. Again, please hit that thumbs up, man. Always hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes minimum on today's Off the Script episode 407 and go get your t-shirts man bonfire is the exclusive home of off the script great looking shirts over there you guys can actually save 15 percent off 
all of the Bonfire merchandise on the store this week using code JDRUMBLE. And that is 15% off everything because we are celebrating Royal Rumble Week. That is Bonfire.com, the exclusive home of Off the Scripts. Disney Plus. Disney acquires exclusive WWE Network rights in Indonesia. Now, J.D., why do I care about Indonesia and what's streaming in Indonesia? Why are you giving me this news at the top on today's podcast? Well, this is just a taste of what is to come. If you don't think that Nick Khan, Nick Khan man, is strategically throwing bait out there for what's next in the WWE lineage of how they conduct business, then you don't know WWE at all. This is just phase one of what the future will look like for WWE. It may not be a big story now to most of you, but the fact that Disney is acquiring exclusive network streaming rights to the WWE over in Indonesia tells you where WWE's mindset is already going. And I have a lot to say on this. Let's read through this story. Following the speculation about the future of WWE, Disney has reportedly acquired streaming rights for the WWE Network content in Indonesia. Per deadline, WWE and Disney have agreed on a deal for the WWE Network to stream exclusively on Disney Plus Hotstar in Indonesia. WWE Premium Live Events, which nobody will ever call them premium live events outside of the commentary team that is being belittled by Vince McMahon during the live shows. It sounds lame, and it sounds completely uncool. I don't know how premium live events could be called premium live events at $4.99. Really mind-boggling to me. It's always that WWE lingo. Anyway, they will air on the service as part of a standard subscription. Disney Plus Hotstar will feature WWE programming in English and in the country's official language. The deal is similar to WWE's exclusive U.S. streaming rights with NBC's Peacock streaming service. Discussing the new deal, Vinit Puri, general manager, Indonesia, the Walt Disney Company, issued the following statement, and I quote, As home of the best global and local language content, we're excited to welcome the extensive library of content from WWE Network to the ever-expanding slate of Disney Plus Hotstar. With this new content on Disney Plus Hotstar, we hope to expand our reach and engage even more audiences in Indonesia. Nick Khan was just recently quoted saying that WWE isn't ready to sell. Companies have made offers, and WWE is not actively looking to sell, says Nick Conman. He actually spoke to the Sports Business Journal, and this interview went up this week. He says that WWE obviously has this huge opportunity to grow revenue in the live event business. Khan also mentioned ticket sales for this year's Royal Rumble are tracking high. He also sells that WWE is not engaging in active conversations about trying to sell the company and is not looking to actively sell 
at this time. The rumors circulating that WWE is getting ready to sell have been everywhere due to the mass releases that we've seen. And I'm assuming after WrestleMania, it will be more of the same thing. And the rumors will pick up yet again. Everybody is wondering with over 200 plus talent released from WWE, everybody's wondering if Nick Khan is helping Vince McMahon get things in order so the company looks the best that it does financially to possibly sell to the highest bidder for the highest price. You know, I made a mention not too long ago. I believe it was like a week ago, a week and a half ago. If you guys are into video games like I am, I don't really follow the video game news mill and the rumor mill like I do the pro wrestling news and rumor speculation and the dirt sheets and all that stuff. I don't follow the video game scene like that. I always check out what's new and whether I'm going to like it or not. I buy the yearly releases of Call of Duty, and I've checked out Battlefield and this and that. This is the first year in a very, very long time, and those games have deteriorated year after year after year, and I've not enjoyed myself at all. I don't think I've enjoyed myself on Call of Duty since, I would say, Black Ops 3, which I think is one of the best Call of Duties if uh, if if not, it may be the best Call of Duty of all time. I enjoyed myself more on that game than I've ever enjoyed myself in a very long time. Black Ops 4 was good. Modern Warfare 3 is my favorite Call of Duty. I'm not here to talk about video games and my love for older Call of Duties, which I really, really miss because I want something to really engage in and invest my time in. That's why I'm on Destiny 2 so often. It just makes me feel good. I don't stress about it, and the developers actually care about the game. I, I wish, and I, I don't mean this. I don't mean this in a in a in a way where it's really just hateful. I, I I speak from a pro wrestler fan or pro wrestling fan's heart. I really wish that something happened in WWE to a point where we get to a similar situation with Microsoft buying Activision who is the owner of all the IPs such as Call of Duty and World of Warcraft and and Diablo and all those major titles. I wish something happened in WWE to a point where Microsoft would come in like they did to Activision. I wish somebody in, in the world, some major, major, major company comes in, swoops in and buys WWE and within two to three years, just like Bobby Kotick, who is the CEO of Activision, when that deal finally is finalized and that deal is in Activision's or, or Microsoft's hands and no longer in Activision's hands, he's going to be removed. All of his power will be removed. I, I wish something would, would, would happen like that to WWE where someone comes in, buys the company, and actively removes Vince McMahon and all of his team from power. That's what I want. I, I don't give a shit about his team. Just somebody... Just remove Vince McMahon from power. That honestly would be the best thing that we could possibly look at as far as a scenario is concerned. Now, a lot of people are wondering, well, why do you want that, J.D.? The show would probably be the same if Vince McMahon wasn't there or if Vince McMahon was gone, dead, for whatever reasons, not there anymore. I don't think it could be as worse as it is now. 
the two companies are one and the same. And I'm not talking about the, the, the sexism scandal that's going on within Activision. I'm not talking about all the, uh, all the nefarious bullshit that was uncovered happening in the recent years over at Activision. Sexual harassment, sexual assault, all that stuff. I'm not talking about that in comparison to what I mean when I say Activision and WWE are one and the same. The reason I say that is because WWE does not give a shit, does not give a single shit about their fan base, just like Activision doesn't give a shit about its fan base and the Call of Duty franchise. And I'm mentioning Call of Duty because it's always the number one selling game of the entire year, digitally and hard copy wise, every single year. And the games have declined and they are fucking abysmal. It reminds me so much of WWE. Call of Duty has absolutely no soul and no heart anymore. It's made by a bunch of fucking people who don't know their asshole from their head And they just do, and they are told by Activision what to do, and nobody speaks up about anything. How many times have I said that in regards to WWE and its roster to management? The creative sucks. Call of Duty creative sucks. They are both at the lowest point in their entire history, and nobody can refute that. How many times does WWE simply just want to make money off of us without giving a shit about any one of us or how we feel or what we want? How many times does WWE continue to book lazy television, bring back a Goldberg, bring back all these divas for the Women's Royal Rumble, still selling their fucking past as if it's some fucking thing that we all ask for? How many times has WWE done that and neglected the young new superstars? How many times has WWE not created a new star to take the spot when Goldberg cannot do this anymore, when Alita or a Trish Stratus can't do it anymore? God forbid when Roman Reigns can't do this anymore or doesn't want to do it anymore. When AJ Styles is too old, when Randy Orton is too old, when Bobby Lashley is too old, when Edge retires again. How many times has WWE shown you that they don't care to create new stars? How many times has WWE used the Band-Aid excuse of using old stars to sell current television? That's the same thing that Activision is doing with Call of Duty. All of these games, reskins of a reskin. Call of Duty Vanguard is a fucking reskin of Modern Warfare 2019, which was one of the worst fucking Call of Duties I have ever played in my entire life. But Vanguard somehow is worse than Modern Warfare 2019. How is that possible? How is that possible? Every aspect of the fucking game is worse than Modern Warfare 2019. Every aspect. And the game this year is more broken and bugged than any game I've ever played before. Every single fucking year for the last five years, Call of Duty's been selling you on fucking reskins and remastered maps. Because the creative team over on Call of Duty's side, three development teams, now one single fucking team has the creative mindset to do something new and reinvigorate the goddamn fucking franchise. 
They sold you on fucking skins. They're selling you on bundles instead of fixing their fucking game. And you mean to tell me that WWE and Activision don't mirror each other? They could be fucking siblings for all I give a shit. It's the same fucking thing. Every aspect about it. Just look. Look at what they've done to their game and look at what WWE continues to do to their weekly television programming. It is as fucking terrible as I've ever seen it in my entire life. There's not one person there that knows what the fuck they are doing. I could sit here in my quote-unquote basement and book a better fucking show than WWE can on a weekly fucking basis. And I do, because I'm live every Monday going over exactly what's wrong and questioning them on it and fixing it in the process, telling you what you should be doing and why this don't work and why that don't work. There is a very rare moment where I actually praise something that they do on a Monday night. You mean to tell me that they don't mirror each other? You mean to tell me that somebody's swooping on in like a Microsoft for $70 billion? Like Activision being sold to Microsoft. You mean to tell me that that wouldn't be a good deal for WWE? Uh, Not even a good deal. It would be a good deal for WWE. I don't give a fuck how much money they make on whoever they sell it to. I'm worried about our deal. When are we going to get the fuck, the, the fucking shit that we deserve? When? When are we going to get what we deserve as a fucking fan base? That's what I want to know. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish somebody would swoop in and buy Vince McMahon's company and we can fucking send him off to the fucking island of irrelevancy for the rest of his life. That's what I wish would happen. It cannot be any worse than it is now. And if you think WWE television is good, clearly, clearly you're trying to push an agenda for whatever fucking reason. Don't know why. You're either somebody that's selling stock or or whatever the fucking case may be. You may be somebody who's actively working there with a bot account on social media interacting with us real fans. For all we know, Nick Khan may be one of these people that has a troll account and we may not even know it. There's no way anybody can convince me that they don't mirror each other. And there's no way anybody can convince me that selling WWE right now would be a bad move. Oh, Vince McMahon, he needs to be in charge. Or if they sell, Vince is going to still be in charge, but he will not be the majority owner. I don't give a fuck who the majority owner is or not. A WWE without Vince McMahon is something I'm ready for. You've had the same showrunner how long? For as long as I've been alive. The fucking guy's been there as a goddamn corpse in his chair. When is enough enough? You want an 80-year-old man running a fucking TV show that is trying to really generate interest from an 18 to 49 demographic? That's why NXT failed. If Disney buys WWE, I'd be the first to tell you, good. Get them the fuck out. I wish, I wish upon a star that something like this would happen. Is it? No, it's not. That man's gonna die in the fucking chair. It's gonna outlive us all. His mother is 101 years old. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. 
When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's what I want. Disney and WWE being on Disney in Indonesia, this is only phase one of the Nick Conman agenda. It may not be a big story to you now because it's Indonesia, but this will be a big story in five years. WWE, let me tell you something about their fucking deal with Fox. Fox looks like a bunch of fucking idiots. They know it. They know it. They paid how many billions for WWE television over the last five years, still ongoing in the current contract, NBC Universal did the same fucking thing. How many billions? WWE's making $2 billion off of the Fox Sports deal and the NBC Universal deal, plus the Peacock deal, plus the Saudi Arabia deal that's got another seven years on it where they make how many fucking millions? How many millions are they making for this fucking deal? 10-year deal with Saudi Arabia. What is that, 500 million? Gotta be. Probably more. Clearly, they are well off financially. Clearly, they know what they're doing financially. I wish some of that brain power bled onto fucking television. Who knows how much more money they'd be making if people were watching their fucking shows. That's what it boils down to. WWE is looking to make all of this money. They are making all of this money. Fox looks like a bunch of fucking geeks for paying $1 billion for a fucking product that is the worst it's ever been. You'd think Fox is going to want to renegotiate with WWE when they were promised bullshit at the beginning of this deal, and WWE has upheld nothing of their promises to Fox Sports. You think Fox is going to negotiate for another $1 billion? Of course not. And when that happens, WWE's not going to negotiate with Fox. They're going to go seek out the next biggest idiot. Same thing with NBC Universal, but they're a little bit more fucking stupid than Fox. Because they've been in bed with WWE much longer than Fox has. They're used to the fucking shit that they get on Monday Night Raw. They've just rolled over and accepted it. That's all they've done. WWE is scared, and it's because of their own failures or their own fault. They're looking. They're looking. Right now, when they're contract, contractually obligated to Fox and NBC Universal, they're looking. They're looking. They're looking to sell. Nick Khan says, no, 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 because he doesn't want to upset, he doesn't want to upset NBC Universal. He doesn't want to upset Fox. Got five years left on Peacock. You don't think after the five years they're going to sell to someone else? Absolutely it's coming. This is only step one. Give it time. 
You want long-term booking, right? I, I praise long-term booking. WWE doesn't have a fucking clue how to book long-term booking on Monday or Friday night. Nick Khan knows how to book long-term booking. Long-term billions is what he's looking at. It's exactly what he's doing here with WWE. Unbelievable, man. I don't know how people don't see it. I don't know how people don't see it. Spoiler on a surprise entrant. Entrance in the Royal Rumble match. Asuka has been on the sidelines since WWE Money in the Bank way back in July. Last August, she took to Twitter to note that the reason she hasn't been featured on WWE programming was due to creative not having anything for her. No surprise there. Charlotte Flair, Mickey James, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Lita, Rhea Cringely, Nikki T.R. A.S.H. Shotzi Blackheart, Natalia, Dana Brooke, Carmella, Zelina Vega, Tamina, Aaliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan have all been confirmed for the Royal Rumble match. That leaves nine spots remaining. Asuka may be one of the nine. This has not been confirmed, obviously, because WWE wants at least some surprises in the Royal Rumble. But her name has at least been discussed internally about being a potential Royal Rumble entrant. WWE typically keeps returns a secret and not responsive to inquiries about potential surprises, so this may not be confirmed leading up to the show. Fightful originally reported this, that several wrestlers wrestlers are under the belief that Asuka will make her return at the Royal Rumble in the women's Royal Rumble match. Um, this is the perfect opportunity to debut somebody like Asuka to get them back on television. This is not rocket science. I, I don't know why it, it would even be internally discussed. If you want Asuka to be back on television, I, I wish, A, they had a fucking plan, for Asuka to be back on television. There's one thing about putting her in the Royal Rumble. And then there's another thing about using her following the Royal Rumble. Do you have a plan to bring Asuka back to television? What is she going to do on Monday Night Raw? Who is she going to feud with? Is she going after Becky? There's a made story right there. Is she going after Bianca? Is she going for the top contender for the title? What is she going to do? What is she going to do? Is she going to go after Dana Brooke for stealing the last hot potato in catering? What is she going to do? What is she going to do? That's the fucking problem. I don't give a shit if she's in the Royal Rumble or not. Put her in the Royal Rumble. It at least gives me somebody that I actually fucking like in the Royal Rumble. Put Bailey in there as well. What brand is she going to? Was she drafted to a brand? We don't know. We don't know. These are things that WWE should already have in the back of their head and have answers to these questions already. No, but Oscar's going to be in the Royal Rumble. That's great. That's great. Anybody, anybody out there in the community going to follow up with question A, B, C, D, E? What's next after the Royal Rumble? It's great to see Oscar back, but does she have a plan? More than likely, the answer is no. Do you expect Bruce Pritchard to have a fucking plan? Of course not. The only plan that he has is what he's going to have for dinner all the remaining days of the fucking week. That fat fucking slob, Bruce Pritchard. Now, fuck Oscar coming back in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, we could put her in there, but uh, yeah, just throw her out there and then we'll figure it out on, uh, on Monday night. No plan. Lita. Speaking of the Women's Royal Rumble, I have no problem with Lita at all. In fact, she's an Atlanta Braves fan. We won the World Series this year. She was tweeting about the Braves during the World Series against the Astros. 
So I'm a big Lita fan. I am. But Lita reacted this week to the people who say she's taking somebody's spot in the Royal Rumble. I don't care if you want to give one spot, two spots, to somebody like Lita or a Trish in the Royal Rumble. My problem is that you got not only Lita, but you got everybody else in the Royal Rumble taking spots away from everybody else. But then I question how many spots were actually going to be given to the actual people that are there every day. WWE doesn't even have 30 women to fill the Royal Rumble with. They did this themselves. Mickey James, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Summer Rae, Lita, and God knows whoever else is coming back. Ronda Rousey. Trish Stratus, I'm assuming, will be there. She's tied up doing something. I guess she's a judge on uh, on something, some musical show in Canada. I, I don't know, the last I read. But Trish Stratus more than likely will be there. And Molly Holly, you know, Santina Morella. Who the fuck knows what WWE's going to do? They could use a Raquel Gonzalez, a Dakota Kai, an Io Shirai. They could use a Cora Jade. Get those women over. Give them some more spotlight. Push NXT. Yeah, you can find these women on Tuesday night on NXT. You like what they did here? You can watch them on Tuesday every week. That's my point. Having a Lita or a Trish in the Royal Rumble is okay. But when you got nine, ten other Litas and Trishes in there from the same fucking era that nobody gave a shit about, that's my problem. I don't give a shit that Lita is in the Royal Rumble. My problem is that WWE has failed to create a interesting and captivating women's division that they once upon a time had. That's my problem. Their refusal to build new stars, and now your Royal Rumble is littered with people that are going to come in. Some of them, later rumored to be staying after the Royal Rumble, uh, most of them will be leaving, some of them will be sticking around. But she says this, and I quote, there's some people coming in for one night, It's to build and mix and get old generations that maybe fell out of wrestling to pop back in for the current roster. Not to see it that way is short-sighted. Let these people come in who have paved the way, spark energy, maybe bring back some of their old fans, and then we'll take off and we'll leave them there with you. Now the ball is back in your hands to put these extra fans on board. End quote. I don't think she realizes what fucking company she's working for. Asking WWE to do something like that, I mean, it's damn near impossible. So she can tell me what she wants to say here. That She said this with Booker T on his Hall of Fame podcast. I get where she's coming from. Don't get me wrong. I get where she's coming from. But it's WWE's yearly thing. They don't build internally. Imagine promoting somebody to a higher level position in management and you go outside And you got people there that are working their ass off for that very spot. But you want to go outside because you don't really trust the people working underneath you in your your company. It's, it's, It's sad. I've been through that. I know people that have been through that. It's not a good feeling. That's their problem. That's the locker room's problem. Our fans... Of WWE and the fans of the of the WWE, our problem is WWE is neglecting newer, fresh, young, up and coming talent every single year. Any chance they get, it's not just with the Royal Rumble; it's every situation that comes across on television where new stars should be given the opportunity, but then they want to go bring back a fucking Goldberg or, or somebody else. It, it's not right. 
It's not. It's a bad look on the company. That's the problem. It's a bad look on the company. It needs to change. Lita's not going to be around all these years. She's not going to be around. How many more years should, does she have? Trish is not going to continue wanting to do this. Same thing with everybody else. At one point or another, you're going to have to eventually say, you know what, now it's time. So why not start now? WWE should have that Royal Rumble match filled majority with who they got on the main roster and who they got in NXT. Not saying Lita or Trish can't be in the Royal Rumble, but Jesus fucking Christ, man. If you're going to bring back a, a, an Eva Marie or an Alicia Fox and all this other shit, Summer Rae, who, by the way, is not a legend, nowhere near being a legend, legend that what? I don't want to know, but that's not the direction WWE needs to go in. I'm sorry. Build for the future or don't build at all. Another big Royal Rumble return. Shane McMahon is returning to the Royal Rumble. Earlier today, Ringside News reported in an exclusive that Shane McMahon is set to return at the Royal Rumble in St. Louis. Whenever someone like Shane is brought in back or brought back for the Rumble or brought in for the Rumble, it usually leads to a storyline for WrestleMania, but it's not confirmed yet that he will be wrestling at Mania. I don't know where WWE's going with this. I don't. If Shane McMahon's coming back, it's great, but Shane McMahon's not coming back to be a one-off in the Royal Rumble. They probably called Shane McMahon back because in typical Vince McMahon fashion, he looks at his son not as somebody that could potentially run the company, but as a dummy, a stunt dummy. That's all he is. He thinks with the McMahon name, with a McMahon in the ring, with a McMahon at WrestleMania, on the WrestleMania card, in the graphic, he thinks it's going to be a bigger show because of the family name being represented at WrestleMania. Who does Shane McMahon go and wrestle? Didn't we see him last feuding with Braun Strowman? Didn't we see him last feuding with Braun Strowman? Da, 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 da. Ah, uh, dummy. Ah, <laughs> uh, stupid. You remember all that? That was awful, 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 awful television. Who is Shane McMahon going to be feuding now? going into WrestleMania, or with now going into WrestleMania? I, I don't know. There's nobody on SmackDown. Who's on SmackDown that you want to see Shane McMahon feud with? Maybe maybe it's Mustafa Ali. Who knows? Maybe WWE pulls a fucking trick out of their bag of nothing. Maybe. That would be great. Shane McMahon coming in to represent the WWE as management and the McMahon family feuding with Mustafa Ali. That could be something I could get behind. Really, really, really get behind it and write it as if it's a uh, a shoot instead of a work. Mix it up. Have it be a work shoot type of thing going into WrestleMania. Have him do something like that where he is on his ver- on the verge of getting fired or you know he complains about not getting the opportunities. McMahon or Shane McMahon rather would be the perfect person to do that with. So that's a- an idea. Maybe WWE goes and does Shane McMahon versus Edge at WrestleMania. I, I don't advocate for that, but uh, I could see something like that. Edge seems like the type of guy that uh, would, I guess, fit well in WWE's eyes in a match with Shane McMahon. I don't really want that to happen. I'm really pushing and advocating for an Edge versus AJ Styles match at WrestleMania. Shane McMahon's wrestled AJ Styles before at WrestleMania, and it wasn't half bad, man. It was actually pretty decent, to be quite honest with you. So I don't know what they do. Maybe they do Styles and Finn Balor at WrestleMania, and then they do Shane and Edge. 
Or maybe they do Shane and Balor and then Styles and Edge. I don't know. I don't know who WWE could potentially be feuding with Shane McMahon going into WrestleMania, but he'll be back. Ringside News has rarely gotten any of these exclusives wrong, so Shane McMahon, we can expect to be in the Royal Rumble. It may just be a one-off, one and done, come in, get eliminated, and then uh, we'll see when we see. It could be something like that. We we don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But uh, I'm thinking ahead here, uh, and WWE, in their mindset, you can't fault me for thinking ahead because if Shane's coming back during WrestleMania season, then Shane will be used during WrestleMania season. So we'll just have to wait and see if that does materialize into anything. Another celebrity appearance. We talked about this on episode 406. Johnny Knoxville is not the only celebrity being slated for a Royal Rumble appearance. WrestleVotes tweeted out that Johnny Knoxville... And his appearance will be a one and done. In the same breath, they talked about WWE lining up another celebrity appearance for the Royal Rumble and will bleed into WrestleMania. That celebrity appearance will be Bad Bunny. The Men's Royal Rumble match, Bad Bunny will be in the Royal Rumble. Ringside News is reporting that they spoke to a tenured member of the creative team, to confirm to them that Bad Bunny will be in the Royal Rumble. It was added that the rapper is always looking to do more with WWE, and as of this writing, it's unknown whether WWE has plans for him at WrestleMania, but he will be in the Royal Rumble. I'm not surprised by this at all, and I have nothing bad to say about Bad Bunny. He is the most popular music star in all the world, and WWE... He's bigger than WWE, so clearly that is a reason all to itself why WWE is using Bad Bunny again. They've promoted his tours. We've seen Bad Bunny mentioned on WWE TV as far as his upcoming tour uh, this summer. So clearly WWE is setting the groundwork for a Bad Bunny return. What he does in the Royal Rumble, I don't know. It may be just a one-off for Bad Bunny, but if Bad Bunny's back... I think he would be uh, a perfect fit for WrestleMania in WWE's eyes. They had Bad Bunny come to the WWE, do that Rumble spot with Miz and Morrison, do that match with Damian Priest at WrestleMania last year, and it was in a stadium that was only one-third full. WWE probably is looking at Bad Bunny, saying, you know what, Let's, let's see if the schedule works out. Let's bring him back, and let's get Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, do it all over again, come up with a new story for him. Maybe we do Priest again, I don't know. Maybe we do something there, and this time, instead of 25,000 people, it'll be 80,000, 90,000 people at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. We we did what we did last year because, uh, you know, we were handcuffed and we needed to do something. It was better than not doing anything at all. It was better than, uh, you know, not performing in front of fans. And WWE's probably looking at a redo here to get a bigger deal and a bigger pop for it and more, more publicity for themselves. So that's why I think Bad Bunny is going to be back at WrestleMania. But him being in the Royal Rumble, man, you know, I said this on on Tuesday. WWE is lining up the Royal Rumble with a lot of people that just do not have a chance in hell in winning the Royal Rumble. Celebrity appearances, Johnny Knoxville, Shane McMahon, Bad Bunny. Seems like WWE is lining this Royal Rumble up as kind of an afterthought. I I don't want to sit here and tell you the Royal Rumble is an afterthought because it is the Royal Rumble. But the content that they're putting into the Royal Rumble, it just doesn't seem serious enough 
for a WWE championship opportunity or a universal championship opportunity at WrestleMania. And, and it almost seems like they're doing that on purpose because they have one of two people slated to win the Royal Rumble. It's either Lesnar or Reigns, depending on what happens in their respective matches earlier in the night. Or maybe, God forbid, it's Omas. Nobody wants to see that. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, I'm going to put them in the same camp, and Omas are the only legit possible winners of the Royal Rumble. I know a lot of you guys are saying, well, J.D., what about A.J. Styles? I'm basing it off of current television. What has A.J. Styles done to make you believe he's going to win the Royal Rumble? Is WWE showing you that they want to push A.J. Styles in a meaningful one-on-one solo solo way? No. They're not pushing him as a single. I don't know what their deal is with A.J. Styles. What is he, old? What about Randy Orton? What about Bobby Lashley? What about Brock Lesnar? Everybody's old. They got a bunch of 40-year-olds on their roster. Edge, Finn Balor. But why is AJ Styles getting the short end of the stick? Based on current television, AJ Styles is not winning the Royal Rumble. Would I advocate for AJ Styles to win the Royal Rumble? Absolutely. I think that would be great. Would it fix a lot of what's going on? A little. Not completely. Because then I'm going to raise the question, all right, he won the Royal Rumble. Now what? You're going to make him look good? You're going to build him back up again? You got a plan for him? That's it. There's nobody else in that Royal Rumble. And you guys should be very well aware of that. I've called that out for weeks now. WWE's lining this Royal Rumble up with a bunch of nobodies. People that will not win the Royal Rumble. Montez Ford, Otis, Chad Gable, Austin Theory. Bunch of guts, tag team, the Usos. Nobody's winning Sheamus, Ricochet. No, no, none, none of these guys are winning the Royal Rumble. They don't factor into what's going on on current WWE television. Just be mindful of that. But Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon, Asuka, Ronda Rousey, these are all names headed to St. Louis this weekend for the Royal Rumble. Somebody that will not be in the Royal Rumble is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes had an absolutely fantastic ladder match against Sammy Guevara on Wednesday's Dynamite last night for the TNT Championship. It was probably the best ladder match, the one-on-one ladder match, the best one-on-one ladder match in the last two decades. It was awesome. Everything about it was awesome. Cody is fantastic. Sammy Guevara is being praised up and down everywhere you look. The moves they did, the creativity that was brought to the table in that match was fan-fucking-tastic. At the end of the match, Cody Rhodes gave a statement in an AEW exclusive. I'm not going to show you the clip because I'm not like other content creators out there that show AEW clips and then uh, hate watch them and hate bash them because Tony Khan brought down the thunder. I don't do that. So we're going to play the soundbite. Jesse, cue it up. What are you talking about? Pulled pork. You're still talking about the goddamn pulled pork. I don't give a shit about the pulled pork, bro. Make sure you play the fucking clip and it's queued up, right? And get me a cold beverage, man. I'm I'm out. Fucking guy over here, man. TNT title unification match. Just as quickly as you won that TNT title, it has slipped out of your hands. The question now is, Cody, what is next for Cody Rhodes? Uh, This is such a bizarre uh, story, but... I was, uh, my dad used to coach our football team. I remember the uh, last game of the season, uh, we played the 
Walton Raiders, the last game of the season, we weren't going to playoffs, didn't matter, we lost. We were in seventh grade, I'll never forget this. And everyone's expecting it's the last game of the season, we're gonna, oh, great season, we're gonna do the banquet, all this, and we lost, we got our ass kicked. And it's similar, because tonight I lost. And I'll never forget, and when all those parents were circled around him, he, they thought he was gonna say something inspirational, something significant about what a great season, and he just told them I have a bad taste in my mouth. Because, Wrestling is about the ones who win. Man, I ought to know. I lost for eight years. I really ought to know. So something as silly as a, a wrestling match isn't silly at all to me. Uh, the winner's purse isn't remotely fictional to me. The winners make more than the losers. The winners sit in first class. The winners wear the TNT championship. I, I feel at least positive about the fact that it's on someone like Sammy Guevara. It's on someone who I helped bring here, recruited, wrestled in the very first match on Dynamite, in Dynamite history, the first match is Sammy versus myself, and here we are on TBS, we've only grown, our audience has grown, our ratings have grown. It's paradise, right? You asked for post-match comments, so there's so many elephants in the room. This is an insane week in wrestling. People think that the Sean Ross story is BS, it's not. I am working here without a contract. I'm not even on payroll anymore. I'm working here on a handshake deal. That is 100% legitimate, I swear on Pharaoh's life. If you wanna know how serious things got, but I can tell you this, I have never felt more at home than under those lights, wrestling for the TNT title, a title that will never, ever, ever be secondary because of matches like that. Old school promoters will tell you the title can make the man or the man can make the title. At this point, we don't know which is which. I'm very proud of Sammy Guevara. I absolutely wish I could go home to my baby girl, to my other, my family and say, hey, TNT champ once again, a belt that was synonymous with my name, doesn't look like it's gonna be just about me. Brody, Miro, Darby, Sammy, myself. I'm slow when it comes to rematches, but maybe I won't be so slow on getting my rematch on this one, but for now I'm gonna take a beat, get with Arn. Arn's been there for my whole career. I'm gonna think about it. Again, an insane week where I have heard the most wonderful, crazy things from all walks of the wrestling world on what it is that I do next. But like I said, I've never felt more at home than wrestling for that title in front of a crowd like that. Thanks. Thank you. You know, it's it's crazy how people still... Now, now listen, I made a bet with Jesse on Wednesday. If Cody Rhodes is in the Royal Rumble, I will come on here and wear Eva Marie or Dana Brooke merchandise the following... The, as soon as I order on WWE Shop, I'll wear it on the fucking show. I, I just don't see an AEW superstar... Somebody synonymous with AEW, like Cody Rhodes, an EVP, going to WWE to show up in the Royal Rumble to do what? You do realize that if that happens, Bruce and Vince are going to get the itchy palms. Ah, let's make, let's make AEW look weak, Bruce. It's not going to happen. Why would Tony Khan trust WWE, Vince McMahon, and Bruce Prichard to do right by Cody Rhodes? If I have Cody Rhodes, if I'm WWE and there's a working agreement there that Cody Rhodes is going to show up in the Royal Rumble because he can and get a one-night payday, 
I'm having Cody. Ro- I'm having Cody Rhodes be one of the final two guys in the Royal Rumble. That's what I'm doing. But they won't do that because it's going to bring spotlight to AEW and WWE has gone on record to say that AEW is not competition. They've done everything to cut down AEW in recent years. No matter what it is, blood and guts, gory self-mutilation, the pizza cutter incident, releasing the, the Fast Nationals for Rampage when SmackDown blows them out of the water or whatever the case may be. It's not going to happen. You got content creators in the community. Cody Rhodes is going to the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes is going to show up in the Royal Rumble. John Moxley is going to be in the Royal Rumble. No! No! You're being worked like a fool. That's all it is. Cody Rhodes is not going to the Royal Rumble. This would not have aired on AEW's YouTube channel if it wasn't a storyline. This is a storyline. Cody Rhodes is a reality TV star. He's already dipped his toe into the reality TV realm. You don't think they want to keep Rhodes to the top airing? You don't think they want to hook people in with Rhodes to the top? For all we know, Cody's going to sign the fucking contract on the last episode of Rhodes to the top. For all we know, Cody Rhodes has a fucking contract already signed, stored away in a fucking safe somewhere where nobody has access to it but Tony Khan. Cody Rhodes is not going anywhere. But the thing that I'm most genuinely interested in is the fact that Cody Rhodes, if he's saying he doesn't have a contract, which I don't really consider to be news because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think a handshake deal with Cody and Tony Khan is just as good as signing a contract with AEW. The the thing is, Cody Rhodes is continuing to be the most interesting aspect of WWE television. Uh, uh, AEW television. He would be the most interesting aspect of WWE television uh, as well if he was there. He's the most interesting aspect of AEW television. And with what's going on right now, the only thing in the back of my mind is, you know, you all know that Cody Rhodes was not able to get an AEW t- uh, title opportunity uh, under the last current contract he had. This one's expired. So I guess that means goodbye. As long as he is contracted to AEW, that was under the first contract, that was written into his contract after he made that stipulation. That contract is null and void now. Can you imagine that Cody Rhodes signs a new deal, gets a title opportunity, and he wins the AEW World Championship? And and, and the amount of heat that he would get if he beats... Some fan favorite out there. It could be Paige, could be Punk, whatever the case may be. Can you imagine that? That is incredible storytelling. Cody Rhodes is getting a hard-on for everybody that thinks he's going to go there, he's going to go here, he's going to do what he did when he left WWE and made the rounds on the indie circuit before AEW became uh, a staple in our lives. It's not that. Cody is getting off on every single one of you. Cody has you in the palm of his hands, and he loves it. And I appreciate the fact that everything is being brought to light, and it's being played in a way where it's coming off as a legit shoot. You're being worked. Cody is not going anywhere. The thing that we should all be concerned with is the contract. That situation, that little tidbit there, Cody's contract, last contract, stated that he can't get an AEW title match. The new contract... Is a new contract. I'm guessing all bets are off on that one. And if Cody signs a new deal, 
we may be looking at Cody Rhodes vying for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. That is something that interests me greatly. And with CM Punk and MJF on Dynamite next week, we've already talked about this being a one-match deal. I don't want to see numerous matches. I don't want to see the Bruce Vince method of, oh, let's do a match on TV and then do it again at pay-per-view and then do a rematch and you know, everybody ends up in 50-50 booking. There needs to be one winner and one loser. It needs to be MJF and CM Punk needs to lose. That's it. CM Punk then moves on to something else, maybe Cody and CM Punk wrestle at Revolution. Maybe we get MJF and Adam Page at Revolution. I don't know. That is open for discussion. But... Cody Rhodes and this contract situation is not, it's not as big of a deal as everybody is making it out to believe. You are being worked and this is all working according to Cody's master plan. Monday Night Raw, the ratings are in. They were up, surprisingly, not by much though. 1.766 million viewers on the USA Network, which is up from the 1.613 million views the show did last week. The 18 to 49 demo was 0.46. That was up from the 0.3. Rating the show did in the 18 to 49 demo last week. Raw, the hours, hour one through hour three did the following, 1.82, 1.88, and hour three did a dismal 1.594. The show was expected to be up this week as it is the final show before the Royal Rumble, and WWE did not have any football competition. Last week, it went up against an NFL playoff game between the Rams and Cardinals that did over 23 million viewers While the show before, they had to face the college football game between Georgia and Alabama on ESPN. That did the same as far as viewership, 23 million. Raw was ranked number one in the top 150 shows on cable for the night, which was up from number six the previous week. Raw was actually pretty decent this week. I'm not going to lie. I actually had mostly a positive review on Monday Night Raw uh, this past Monday, and there was some great wrestling on that show. Austin Theory and AJ Styles. We had the match between Kevin Owens and Damian Priest. Uh, even the main event was uh, the, the last match. That was, um, who else wrestled on that show? Uh, it was Edge and Miz in the closing segment of the show. Uh, even Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega had a great match. Sure, as it may have been, it was a pretty decent match. The academic uh, shit with RK Bro and Alpha Academy, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. There was some great stuff on that show, man. I don't know what they did or why they uh, switched their tune, but this is not a turning of the tides or or anything like that for WWE. It was just a good in-ring aspect for Monday Night Raw. That was it. Now let's see if they can follow it up. If they give me six to seven, eight more weeks of what we saw on Monday Night, then maybe I could confidently say, well, maybe Monday Night Raw is turning the corner. Something clearly has changed. But that's not going to happen. They're going to go right back to what they usually do, and that is sucking every single Monday. Veer Mahan, he is one of the most talked about guys that has yet to debut on WWE television. WWE's been hyping up Veer Mahan for for months since the draft. It is now going into February, and all we've heard is Veer Mahan is coming to Monday Night Raw. It's expected that he's getting repackaged, but there doesn't seem to be a firm timetable for his re-debut. There had been some speculation going around that perhaps WWE is waiting to debut him in the men's Royal Rumble match, but apparently that is not the case. PW Insiders reporting that per sources to them in WWE Creative that as of this week, there are zero plans 
for Mahan to be in the Rumble. So unless there's a last-second change, don't expect him to be in the Rumble on Saturday. WWE filed for Veer Mahan and the trademark in November, and he's been backstage at shows every single week. But they have not pulled the trigger on his debut because they haven't had a creative plan for him yet. This is similar to Elias. They showed weeks of vignettes for the re-debut of Elias, but those plans were dropped as well. Mahan had appeared on WWE TV before alongside Shanky and Jinder Mahal. But this time, he is slated to be pushed as a singles star. Maybe. I don't get this. I, I don't really get this. You know, when Veer Mahan, we've we seen Veer with, with Jinder and Shanky. And when we first seen the vignettes, it was like, Jesus fucking Christ. This guy's going to be dead to rights before he even debuts. Month after month, week after week, we saw Veer Mahan with these Veer Mahan coming to Monday Night Raw. And it grew into its own little fucking meme on social media. And WWE has created buzz for somebody, not because this was planned, because of WWE's indifference, but then, you know, they'll, they'll come around and say, oh, right, this was the plan from the beginning. No, it's not. If you guys had a plan from the beginning for Veer Mahani, would have been on TV two months ago. But you don't. This was a happenstance. You walked into something unintentionally, and now it's getting over because of your lack of creativity and your lack of fucking vision. That's why it's getting over. Everybody wants to see him now. Now, I just advocated for Asuka in the Royal Rumble. Yes, it's great to see Asuka in the Royal Rumble, but the thing is, I got a list of fucking questions. What are you going to do here, 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 here? Who's she going to feud with? What is her direction? It's great that Asuka may be back in the Royal Rumble, but where does she go from here going into WrestleMania? Same thing with Veer Mahan. At this point, I'm looking at both of them. Though the situations are similar, they are vastly different. Asuka has a buzz in a fan base. Veer does not, but he's... He's obviously getting one and uh, having it grown for him via WWE's fucking bullshit here. Shit or get off the pot with, with Veer Mahan. A Royal Rumble debut for him. I guarantee you that he shows up in the Royal Rumble and he gets a big reaction. Put him in the Rumble. See what he does. If he gets over, then you come up with something to have him do on Monday Night Raw. Give him squash matches. Then come up with something. I don't want to hear that you don't got plans for Veer Mahan. Make plans. You obviously went to school for creative writing. Most of these writers have a backstory and a fucking resume in much bigger things than WWE movies, TV shows, sitcoms, comedies. Some of them are actual comedians. You people write for a living. Come up with something. Make it happen. Don't let this guy become yet another statistic in WWE or another what if on, on uh, Nick Khan's cut list in April. Don't. I had nothing to do with this guy. No interest with this guy. For this guy. Now all of a sudden you made me into a Veer Mahan fan. I love it. Put this guy on television. I don't give a shit what you got for him. Just put him on television. What is the worst that could do? Or it could do? What's the worst that could happen if this guy is on television every Monday squashing people left and right? At some point or another, you're going to come up with something. 
Bobby Lashley. I found this to be interesting. I don't think people, or I think people, want to see the wrestling when it comes to me and Brock Lesnar. He sat down with Daniel Cormier, former UFC heavyweight champion. Cormier asked Bobby Lashley what we can expect to see in his match against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. I found this to be very interesting, and I agree with Bobby Lashley 100%. It's one of those fun matchups that people want to see. It's not going to be just a pro wrestling match because we all have those. I think people want to see the wrestling. They want us to see, or they want to see us wrestle and see who gets the most takedowns, who's going to get the first takedown. They want to see who can fight if this thing breaks down into a fight. Who's going to win a fight between Brock and Bobby Lashley? A lot of people talked about that, and now in pro wrestling, I think we have to give it to them and give them a little bit of everything in this match, and I think that is what is going to happen. It's not going to be a tie-up, shoulder tackle, two big men, the usual stuff. Me and Brock have so much more than that. And then he says this, I think we might try to fight for the first takedown to see who gets it, and then we go from there. I think there's a lot of things that we can play with, end quote. Absolutely agree. I, we, we see it so many times with Brock Lesnar, right? Suplex, 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 F5, right? Or suplex, suplex, suplex. Lesnar is on his toes dancing around. He's getting pushed around a little bit. And then F5, match ends in five minutes. No. Two big bulls going out. A shoulder tackle here and uh, using the big man uh, method to uh, build a match. No. You have two legitimate MMA fighters, In this match, this is the first time we're seeing it after uh, many years of thinking that we would never get it. This needs to be different than everything else that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley have done. They can throw their weight around, but I want to see more than just two big bulls going at it. You want to give me some MMA? I'm up for seeing some MMA takedowns. I'm up for seeing some MMA style strikes and submission holds. That's what I want. I don't want this to be a five-minute affair. We didn't wait all these years. Bobby Lashley did not wait all these years for this match for a fucking five-minute affair. No. No, I want to see it all. You got the time to do it. You booked it. The story's set. The match is set. The event is set. You give me everything that you can. This is the one and only time you are getting this match. That's it. First impressions are everything, right? This is what you need to do. This needs to be different than everything else that Brock Lesnar has done in the past. Absolutely 100% agree with Bobby Lashley on that statement. Elimination Chamber news. WWE has already advertised big names for the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. They are advertising Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley. Those are the top names that they've Scheduled to appear on the show. WWE is also advertising Mansoor. Uh, I guess he could come out of catering, man. Twice a year, Mansoor comes out of catering. The other 50 weeks, forget about it, man. He's enjoying Titus's hot food backstage. It's awesome. They're also advertising Mansoor. They usually begin pushing him a few weeks before the Saudi show, so expect to see more of him on SmackDown in the coming weeks. Maybe we get Mansoor versus Ricochet on Saudi show. We've seen him against who? Sheamus, Cesaro, right? We've seen him do the Ali thing. So I'd like to see Mansoor versus Ricochet. I think that would be a great match if they could build a little something there. Elimination Chamber is Saturday, February 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern. 
And the show will take place from the Jeddah Superdome in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. WWE was also thinking about changing the name of the show at one point to the WrestleMania Chamber. Uh, there was even talk about changing, changing it to the, quote-unquote, the annual Elimination Chamber. I don't know why anybody would uh, think that sounds good or adding WrestleMania to yet another thing that doesn't really need to be advertised as WrestleMania. WrestleMania Backlash, WrestleMania Money in the Bank, WrestleMania fucking Chamber. No. No. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. There's only one WrestleMania. There's not fucking six other events that should be labeled WrestleMania. It's stupid. It takes away from the overall value of WrestleMania. You diminish the WrestleMania name when you tag it along to WrestleMania Backlash or WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. It sounds lame. I'm thankful that they clearly came up to that decision. So big names, these are the usuals. I don't even why I don't even know why I reported this, to be honest with you. Of course they're gonna advertise those names. They're all in the top storylines moving into the show. And all of them will be at WrestleMania. So of course they'd be in Saudi Arabia. Now we don't know if there's gonna be a men's chamber and a women's chamber. We don't know if there's gonna be two men's chambers and a women's chamber. I, I don't know. I'm assuming there's gonna be one men's chamber and one women's chamber. The winner of the Royal Rumble will determine which brand gets the Elimination Chamber. WWE, I hope, does that. Last year, they did not. They just made it a WWE title match. No. No. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble, the other brand gets the Elimination Chamber. That's it. Whichever brand wins the Royal Rumble, the other brand gets the Elimination Chamber. That's how it works. I'm I'm very fearful that Omos is going to win the fucking Elimination Chamber. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see that. I just have a feeling it's going to happen, man. I've willed it into existence. It's going to happen. Mark my words. NXT ratings, they rebounded last week after a major, major disappointing rating. 593,000 live viewers, which is up from 587 viewers. 80, five, I, I, I would assume that 587 people only are watching this show. 587,000 viewers. The show did previously a week ago. By the way, Rampage did 594,000 live views. So now not only NXT, they were moved to Tuesday night because AEW destroyed them. Now Rampage is handing them L's. It's a great thing to say. Did a 0.14 rating in the 18 to 49. Show did a 0.11 rating just a week ago. Last week, the show drew its lowest viewership since December 21 and tied the lowest key demo rating for the show. And that was since... The start of the NXT days on USA Network in 2019. That is terrible. Ranked number 41 in the cable top 150. And that is up from the 50 ranking they did just a week ago. Finally, before we get out of here, guys, NXT 2.0 is making big plans to compete against the Olympics on sci-fi. Let me tell you something, Bruce. It's not going to work, bro. Nobody gives a shit about NXT. And this is actually a mistake. Dave Meltzer talked about this on The Observer. WWE is announcing Vengeance Day on February 15th, an NXT special on Tuesday night. That means big matches are going to be taking place. WWE's moving NXT just for a couple weeks to sci-fi because of the Winter Olympic coverage on USA Network. Now, one show is at least moving to the uh, sci-fi network. The other one right now is up in the air. Meltzer talked about this, and I quote, WWE programming is probably going to get hurt against the the Olympics because they're moving to sci-fi. 
Originally, it was going to be two weeks. The first week against the Olympics. Now the first week is definitely on sci-fi. The second week, from what I was told, is to be determined. Why? You know, they, they, they want to they wanna bring eyes to the NXT brand, but then they want to do something as stupid as this. Instead of waiting a fucking couple of weeks. Why is this a, a good move in their eyes? You're moving to sci-fi... Nobody's going to watch the show over there. And if they do, it's going to be around the same number that you usually get, if not lower. Why are you wasting these big matches? Tony D'Angelo versus uh, or Pete Dunne, possibly. Or uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. The finals of the Dusty Men's Classic. Right? I, I don't understand this. Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray for the Women's Championship. Why are you giving away these matches that you've built up on television for them to air in front of even less of an audience that usually watches the show because you have to fo- you're forced to move the show to sci-fi because of the Winter Olympics on USA Network? It doesn't make any sense. You know, they want to build NXT up. They want more rise on NXT. Then they make a, a decision like this. Are you actively trying to kill the brand? Do you want the brand to fail? And then when they get a piss poor rating with all those major matchups, they're not really major, but they're major for the brand. All those major matchups for the brand are watched by nobody. Who are you going to blame? Are you going to blame you? You're going to blame yourself, Bruce? Or are you going to blame the talent for not being good enough? Or maybe you'll blame Shawn Michaels, that apparently everybody's high on Shawn Michaels, right? Who's not in charge, by the way. WWE, man, they make the dumbest boneheaded decisions you could possibly think of as far as a pro wrestling promotion. So we'll see what happens. Week one is going to be on sci-fi. The other week is to be determined. I don't know why. They just don't wait for the to be determined week to see if it's on USA Network. If it is, just do it then. No, but they want to build Vengeance Day because it sounds like Valentine's Day one day after Valentine's Day. Bruce, would you be my Valentine? Fuck no. Dumb, 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 man. Anyway, I'm getting out of here. I appreciate all you guys greatly for showing up today, man. This was uh, this was a fun show. Episode 407. Hit that thumbs up. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Go and check out all the other content on the channel. And follow me on social media, man. At JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be back live in the venue on Off The Script. Friday night for SmackDown and Rampage. And we got the Royal Rumble this Saturday, man. I will be live on YouTube covering it all. Thank you so much for all your support. Have a great Thursday, guys. And I'll see you guys back live on Friday for SmackDown Live on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.